ladies, we have a big announcement. I maybe we've announced it before this. Listener, just so you know, we record our yeah. episodes out of order sometimes. So you so here we are. <laughs> here we here are. Here we are. This was recorded prior to being aired. And friends, we are not only one of the most downloaded podcast Down Syndrome podcasts with the most reviews and pretty good um what's it called when you do it for a long time runtime um yeah yes uh runtime sure i think that's five, the word right? yeah i think we're more than five years consistent having podcasts we are now an award-winning podcast dun, 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 dun. Yay! Oh, holla yeah we did let's go Congratulations, ladies. This year, the Lucky Few Podcast won the Media Award at the National Down Syndrome Congress Convention. Holla. You're going to have to jump onto Instagram to see what we wore. Yes, um, because what we wore is very important and we're still discussing it as Mm -hmm. we speak. And we're going to wear, we may have or may not worn the exact same thing and then we're going to do a who wore it best. (laughs) <laughs> wow what if we all wore the same outfit oh, so the same formal dress but then we get to judge it up as we want and then the yes. everyone's gonna vote who wore it best like in hollywood that is oh my gosh. so what if we're about cute. to go buy it right now <laughs> <laughs> and my head is spinning because i'm gonna win audience <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited about this. i love it so good. Anyways, congratulations, ladies. This has been Woo! the best. This podcast is one of my all-time favorite things that we get to do. I feel so honored and yes. thrilled. And I love I love it because it's with you two. It would be nothing oh. without you. It's so I fun. The same. It's so same. good. And same. Now we're an award-winning podcast. Say it again. Award-winning. <laughs> Woo! So we're going to have to take it serious, ladies. Okay. <laughs> so things are really going to change around here. Right. Get it together. Oh, my goodness. Dear. Oh, well, it was so fun seeing you guys and being together to accept that award. That was amazing. Head to our Instagram because I'm sure we've posted about it. <laughs> From then to now. Um, Enough of this, ladies. Let's get right into it. It's our back to school toolkit episode. Woo-woo. So let's shift some narratives for people with Down syndrome. Today, we are going to give you our back to school toolkit for the 2023-2024 school year. We're talking about all the things we prepare for going back to school. Beyond just a new outfit and school supplies, we know this time of year can be stressful and chaotic. Friends, we're here to share some of the tools we found helpful and to commiserate, if you're me. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. All right. How are you? So we're Can in you? August. Yes, it's the month August of August. 
You guys, we just have so many announcements all around. Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Micah, your book <gasps> is available for pre-order. It is. My book's available for pre-order. Can That's you share? Exciting. Yeah. So exciting. So my book doesn't come out until the spring. But it is live and shiny on Amazon.com, on BarnesandNoble.com, on all the places. And um, it's called Blessed Are the Rest of Us, How Limits and Longing Make Us Whole. And it's a book about what it means to be blessed and how uh, having my son with Down syndrome has taught me that blessing is not always what we think it is. Mm. It's not the hashtag everything goes your way blessing mm. that the world says it is and it's also not the thing where all the boomers send you on facebook memes about <laughs> how your baby with down syndrome is half angel mm. oh, <laughs> and oh here to God. teach you like hallmark <laughs> style that's right that you're uh, what the meaning of life is uh it's like blessing is something that has to do with wholeness and it has to do with the flourishing life. And um, man, I loved writing this book and I'm really excited about getting to tell my story with Ace and also getting to talk about this ancient poem in the Christian faith that mm. explains how blessing is, is there for the people who are weakest, for the people who are uh, grieving for the people who are facing injustice and exploring what that means for all of us. Yes, Micah, I got to, um, I got to read this book ahead of time and it is, it's going to sound cheesy because we're talking Hallmark things here, but for real, <laughs> it is like salve to the soul. It is just, mm. I just read it and held it so um, endearingly and every word was just beautiful so unbelievably grateful for this book and i need to give a little word to everybody pre-orders are critical for a book and mm -hmm. its longevity and what happens to it in a space friends because if you pre-order the book then that communicates to vendors and sellers that, that that there's interest in this book and then they buy the book if a book has low pre-orders then even like barnes and noble won't carry it on their shelves. And so pre-ordering is just critical. So you know you're going to get the book, everybody. And you know you're going to give it to your mom, probably your aunt and your grandma and your dad. This is not just a book for females. And um, go buy those copies today. Mm. Do that. And then can I make, I'm going to say one more thing. Oftentimes <laughs> people don't want to pay full price for books and I get that. And you can go to the library and if you can't afford a book, please let's ask your local library to buy the book and they can do that. But twenty dollars, we most of us have twenty dollars, and put it towards a book, and put it towards getting mm -hmm. it out into the world. So do that, friends. Pre-order today at preordermicaboyette.com. Tell us where to where to go. I mean, on Amazon, but where else can they go, Micah? Yeah, you can um, you can go to micaboyette.com, oh, yes. and um, I'll have links there. You can also go to my Instagram to Micah Boyette or Ace Face is my friend, and there's links on there too. Yes of where to find it. So Heather, thanks. Yes. Thanks for making that little pitch. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. All right. Thanks, honey.
All right. Well, before we get started talking about back to school fun times, um, I want to share a review from one of our favorite self-advocates, Matthew Schwab, who said on his review, I love listening to your podcast. I am honored to be in the same episode as Charlotte and Kayla. Hmm. Matthew, thank you for leaving us a review. And we love getting reviews from all of our listeners, self-advocates and other advocates and friends and family of people with Down syndrome. We are so grateful for all of you out there who are listening. And don't forget, if you haven't done it yet, to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, we would love to read it out loud. All right, you guys, let's do this. So, friends, I think the last time I talked, we were going through IEP things, Mm -hmm. and we finished off with Sunny's going to stay in her placement that she's in, which is mild mod, and we're going to keep it the same. I wrote a nice email. I wrote a nice forward. You were nice? I was nice. I was (laughs) nice. (laughs) I was really nice and I was like look guys we I homeschool I take on responsibility of her education these are her strengths these are her like the placement that they were suggesting suggesting just doesn't fulfill her as a whole student like just who she is completely as a student it focuses primarily on the academic part And, um, I didn't agree with it. So they said, they're like, okay, let's reconvene in December, which I, I'm, so we're just buying time and it'll be, we'll come back to it again and we'll stay the same. I hope again, (laughs) and I'll have to write another private, nice email if it doesn't, but the team was great. I think it was, it was fine. So they're like, okay, let's just keep things the same and move forward. And we'll, yeah, basically reconvene in December. Sunny has her, I always say it wrong there, her AAC device. AAC. That's right. Yeah. AAC. AAC. And um, we're just continuing her flashcards. I'm not going to push her any more than we already have. I don't feel like I need to prove anything, but I also want to step up a little bit on pushing her in her academics slightly in the way that I want to, if that makes sense. Like I do think I could always be doing a little bit more. I'm a wild and free mama. So I always, I know I could step into that. So we've been doing what she loves her happy sheets through the summer And, um, going into this next school year, I've definitely been doing more videos of what she can do, um, which is so good. I think that's going to be a huge thing for them to see and just keeping a rhythm for her is going to be huge. Like our at home rhythm going into fourth grade, she's a big girl 
we're going to be focusing more on writing, her writing skills, her senses, formation, even though it's hard for her to speak it. I've noticed that she can write really well. So yeah, I don't have a toolkit is what I'm saying. If you're like me, I mentioned earlier, then I will lament with you like what's going on this school year. Um, But I have more of goals and then Sending going into fourth, I just want to really focus on her reading and writing and flashcards. Those are my toolkits to give her space, create a rhythm for her and myself. That's that's my goal more than a toolkit, mm-hmm. you know? I think that you, you give yourself more credit, girl. You have such a toolkit. I mean, you've been doing this homeschool thing mm-hmm. for so long for her. And you're coming into it this year with more than you've ever had because you've been doing it for so long and you're always adjusting yeah. and you're always learning and you're always adding and growing. And um, you have such a good perspective on what it is that your goals and desires are for her in her education. And then you do it. So Aww, bravo. Thanks, bravo. Thank what you. What is her schedule going to look like? Do you know? Like, what is her week to week? So, um... Yes, I'm excited this year. Um, so we were doing heart for so for not so long, just two years. And Sunny wasn't a part of that. And our heart location, I hope it's okay. I'm saying heart. I actually really love and adore will heart. You, well, will you explain what it is? Tell people what that means, what heart means? Yeah, heart is cool and they're nationwide, so you can look into it. Um, it's Heart Christian Academy. It's um basically a hybrid homeschool community. It's if like homeschool had a private school, <laughs> it would be Heart Christian Academy. It's a two-day program, um, two-day in-person program, three days at home. So you basically, when you're a part of Heart, will get a calendar each month of the flow of your week for all your lesson plans. So you get all your lesson plans mapped out for you. They tell you what curriculum to buy and you do that lesson plan Monday through Friday and you go in on Tuesday, you drop your kid off Tuesdays and Thursdays and they do the lesson plan for you that day and then you pick up on the other days. It's a program that worked really well for me because I feel like I've got the nature-based side, the artsy side, the gardening and plant side of what I want my kids to learn, but the academic side is something that I'm not familiar with as far as building blocks to make sure that I'm doing a nice progression of their learning and heart really helped me to establish that. Um, at my campus location, it could be different at other campuses. There wasn't really, um, a quote unquote space for sunflower to be there. Um, yet those aren't my words. Um, and so when they, disperse there was still and our location that we were in and Vista was no longer going to be there it was kind of an opportunity because I wouldn't I would have had my boys go there and eventually Sunny would have gone there I know it um do that until high school but that location was dispersed into two neighboring cities but the people who didn't want to go to the neighboring cities are staying at our location and starting their own program so I'm going to be part of that. Um, Two of the teachers that are starting it, which is called Rooted in Christ, um, 
my boys both had. Like, I just know we already know that team there. And they're going to run a one-day in-person program, then three days at home. So basically, they will still also give me a whole curriculum and calendar. And um, I'll drop off all the kids. So this will be the first time ever in my life that all four kids, even Brave, he'll be in the preschool program, will be dropped off for a solid day. You guys, this is huge. I know. So I'll have one day to myself, which is really, it's like gold. So that'll be Mondays. And then I'll have a calendar, a curriculum, daily thing to follow for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday. So Monday, they go to their class, they get dropped off. Tuesday is our enrichment center day. And there they'll have each of them will have an hour tutoring time. And then they'll do other classes that are fun, like sunflowers. She's so computer inclined. We'll take history of Minecraft, where they go through, yeah, the history of Minecraft and how to create things. Um, I have no idea of this world, so <laughs> I don't let them play it at home. I'm really kind of homeschooly like that at home. And so they're like, Sunflower is so stoked. And then there's like chess club. They just do really fun extracurricular enrichment day stuff. And then Wednesday, Thursday, um, Sunflower will have probably her speech in OT those two days. And then um, Friday's our nature day. And then um, we're still picking which day, but then her Terry Brown day will be in there. It's a full schedule. It's a full schedule. And then fall baseball, fall ball, and fall basketball will be happening. So I'm going to continue with her sports. She loves her sports. Surfing. It gets the best weather. We get the best weather in September, October. So she'll do that. Yeah. I just want to keep her active. active. That girl's living the dream. And social. Active and social. I hope she thinks so. I was going to say that, Micah. <laughs> like, I want, I want to go to Sunflower's school. <laughs> Me too. I know. I want to live Sunflower's life. <laughs> um, okay. Will you remind us two things, just in case our listeners are new? Will you remind our listeners who Terry Brown is, in oh, case they yay. don't know? And will you also, after that, go back and just, because um, you talked about in episode 209 at the end of school year reflections about why your team was wanting to move um, Sunflower to a moderate severe um, mm. placement and yeah. why you were going to push back on that. And just uh, so we're so glad that you were able to do that and keep her mild mod, but to kind of tell us why, why you did that. Yeah, so Terry Brown, and Heather goes to her too, or the kiddos go, is a wonderful, brilliant educator for specifically for um, people with Down syndrome, all ages. She's been doing it for like 30 years, and she's magnificent. She does very much a learning that's based on like waking up the brain, like whole body health, very calming, encouraging, highlighting specifically that our friends, including ourselves, but people with Down syndrome are um, long life learners and um, 
repetition is helpful, a comfortable, encouraging atmosphere. Um, I love her brain work she does. That really has always resonated with Sunflower, with her coordination and her speech. Um, and she has an online program that she's super active on. So because I haven't like we this semester took the time off because I was focusing on other things with Sunflower, but I did her online stuff and she's super available. So happy to learn at home dot com. Um, she is magnificent. And so even if you can't see her in person, you're in a different state, you're kind of live far away. Um, she's very active on her online program. And you can tell that's a passion for her. That's a labor of love and passion for her. Um, and she has all this curriculum and packet and stuff to download and print out yourself. Look into it. It's so good. And then so Sunflower, she's homeschooled, but we still get, we have an IEP and we get services through California. So through the state. So we do, um, almost like independent study, but, um, inspire, which is a public homeschool charter. Um, her IEP Sunny wasn't testing at grade level. So she's going to be in fourth grade and they do stuff like star testing. Every kid in California does star testing, but they parents don't always know about it because it's in school testing. Do you guys remember that with our scantrons and everything? This is like in school testing stuff. And when you have a mild, moderate, um, label, I'll call it label, but placement, placement is what they prefer. Um, you have to, you don't get modifications like sunflower probably needs when it comes to, um, comes to academics. So you get very mild modifications. So she gets longer time on tests. She, I can read it to her, but other than that, like she can't have anything else. So like, even though she's not testing at grade level, um, and they know that they won't adjust the test for her to take. Um, but if she had a mild severe or a mod severe, forget what the word is, then they would give her only tests for the grade level that she is testing at. And she wouldn't be expected to turn in um, grade level homework because um, I still have a teacher I report to once a month or every other month. It's like once a month, my head teacher checks in on me and I give her work samples and um, those are actually not that bad for Sunflower and I because I specifically choose work samples that it's A, B, C, or D because she does better with that kind of stuff. And that's been a learning curve for me is finding work samples that show her um, um, what's it called comprehension without her having to write it out because full sentences is something that she's behind on and I have to really, I want to help her with that. And we've been working with that with Terry Brown in her program. And I really want to step into that more as her reading has gotten better. And now that we have the AAC device, that's been super helpful um, with complete sentences. Um, this will be the first, I use that as a kind of a pushback to my team. Like this is the first time we're having this talking device. Um, I'm looking into more language and social skills program therapy for her. So not just like a one-on-one OT, but getting her involved in a group 
socialization therapy where she's conversing more. Um, This past year, she got to be on teams and in a classroom setting where she's talking more. She has a one-on-one aide who's ABA certified and knows how to use an AAC device. So when she goes to her different classes, her aide will be able to use that device in class with her and other students. So it's not just like me at home. It There's just like all these different branches that I have now and tools for our toolkit that I have now that we can explore that will help expand her language, which like you said, Heather, it really does earlier. It really does open the world to you more when other people understand you. It just does. Um, but it's been really neat, like seeing other people, especially this past summer, um, not be able to understand Sunflower and use other cues that she shares or shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's possible, but it takes the right of people. And all I could do is like pray and cross my fingers to be around her to take to the time to do that, you know? Um, it's rare. It's rare for people to sit with someone else that they don't understand really well for to really sit with them and engage with them, you know, which I don't know how to help, but yeah, not that I can pat myself on the back, but I do think that's one of, was one of my strengths when I, before I even had sunflower, like I, I don't know. And so now I try just as much as I can to continue to put sunflower in these positions and pray that, you know, we've talked about that, that there's at least one friend that really seeks her out, you know, and just gets her and gets what she likes to do. And we had a great week at our home church at VBS. I exchanged numbers with the mom. She made a little friend named Brooklyn. Um, She's going to VBS this week again. She'll have a buddy and I'm praying that she'll make a, a, a little friend and make some connections. And um, yeah. That's where we're at, guys. Just continuing to expose her to more opportunities for talking and supports when it comes to language and socialization. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's great, Mars. Yeah. I think I our listeners love hearing. I, they, I mean, we always hear from listeners who love hearing about your experience homeschooling because it is so vibrant and it's so social and there's so much so many opportunities and so much going on and I think um, even for our listeners who are doing the very traditional route they're like wow this sounds really cool so it's I'm always really, really cool. glad to hear I've been happy and we I'll have to report back because this is recorded earlier but Sunny and I are going to fourth grade forest home camp a bunch of um moms are coming together it's gonna be me and two other leaders and then like nine girls we're gonna be in the yurts heather we're gonna be at wild rock (laughs) get it (laughs) and i'm really excited it's gonna it's gonna push sunny a little bit because it and but she's ready like she can do it we're nature people we hike all the time she can do it um but it is gonna be a you know how camp is micah like it's yeah 
it's go go and it's yeah. stimulation it's talking it's like oh my god mm-hmm. do we get to shower maybe not no, definitely not for an hour so anyway <laughs> you gotta get out <laughs> the food is crazy so i'm excited though that's awesome i love that you guys are doing that so good micah All right. where's ace yeah. tell us about ace face Yeah. So when we last talked about school at the end of the school year, uh, Ace was finishing up at the school he started kindergarten at, which is, uh, it's the way that our, our local elementary school works is that it's split into two. It's the same kids, but they do kindergarten through second grade together. And then they go to a different school for third through fifth grade together. Interesting. yeah. I I um, love I I like the sound of that. I'm intrigued by it. I'm curious like the reasoning who decided. Yeah. You know, you know I I don't I haven't talked to anybody about the history of it. I think it might just be the size trying to keep it small okay. and cozy. Makes sense. Um but it is like, you know, two different names and two different mascots mm-hmm. and uh and so everybody like the parents that have had older kids have talked to that I've talked to have been like, you will love this school. It's but so it has like a different personality than the younger kids. Yeah. Makes sense. And um, yeah, but it's like the sibling, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So Ace is starting third grade there and he's, this is the school. This school's a lot closer to us. It's walking distance where the other one was driving distance. And so we've spent time at, like not inside, but we've been playing on the playground there for since we moved into our house. Mm-hmm. So he at least knows the the outside. And I'm really, really happy for him that he's going into this situation with all of these new friends. He got invited to a roller skating birthday party uh, with one of the kids from his inclusion class <laughs> this summer, which is still to come. And he's never roller skated. So uh, we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> That's going to be great. Just get him one of the I little, whatever you hold the little things. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I, I am, that's, that doesn't start. So, you know, school out here starts later. Mm-hmm. So we school didn't end until, uh, the second to last week of, of June and it doesn't start out here until after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So you've got so, a month. You've got a whole month from yeah, yeah, out. from when this mm-hmm. is airing, yeah. And uh, he is going to start his first day in his inclusion class. Which, uh, when I left it on episode two hundred nine, I was saying I still had some. I hadn't signed his IEP yet because there was a little pushback on he needed time to get used to the new school before he went into the general ed classroom and just be in his special education classroom for a month. And so Chris and I were working on pushing back on that. And we had had a conversation as a group about how interesting it is that that is the, the, the idea that a lot of schools have with, with our kids is that, that they need, more time to be in the special ed classroom before they're going to be mm-hmm. ready to start with the the general ed classroom. Um, and so, you know, I was able to write a, I also wrote a nice letter, Mercedes. I was very nice. 
Um, and I was, I just said that I, that, you know, that inclusion starts from the very first day and that he needs to know that he's part of the community and the community needs to know that he's part of the community mm -hmm. and not, not being added in mm -hmm. one month in. Yeah. Uh, and so thankfully his team was open to that and he'll, he'll be in his general ed classroom for, uh, you know, morning meeting the first day and specials and PE and lunch and, and all of those things. And he'll be going to the special ed classroom for his academics, just like he did this past year. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's, that's what we're, we're looking forward to. And in terms of the toolkit, I, you know, I think that I generally, uh, we've talked on here about Ashley Barlow, Mm -hmm. and what she says to do. I tend to just do whatever Ashley Barlow says to do. Smart. Uh, so listeners, <laughs> listeners, if you want to go find <laughs> Ashley Barlow's podcast, find her website. Uh, she's a, the IEP whisperer. I don't think she calls herself that, but that's what I'm calling her. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, she talks about having, sending a letter to the teacher first week, um, making sure that they know just all about your student, about their needs, what they love. Um, and, you know, especially I find having a nonverbal child, like he, I need to step in really quickly. And uh, even before, I know that those first couple of days, kids are going to be sharing what they did this summer. And one of the first things I do even on day one is send a note that says, here's what Ace did. And mm -hmm. here's a picture of what we did this summer. And here's, um, here's something, you know, sometimes I think last year his teachers sent home a bag that was, that was like, fill this up with your favorite things from the summer or, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, was able to send in a little pull ring that Ace is a pro at spinning on his finger and sent a note that Ace is really good at spinning things on his fingers. And if, he can perform that for his class that would be great and so he did and you know that was something that like even at his birthday party in April one little girl uh brought a big you know ring uh like a frisbee kind of soft frisbee thing and she was like I told my mom that Ace loves spinning things and this was going to be awesome he's so good at spinning things and so you know I think those kind of ways that I can step in early on Com communicate, communicate, communicate that first week does wonders for his relationships with his peers and for his teachers to know how to set him up for relationships with his peers so that uh, they know how to relate to him. They know what he cares about and um, helping him be, you know, it just like we, you were talking about Mercedes, it's hard to be, especially as a kid, to know how to relate to somebody who doesn't speak to them. Mm -hmm. And it takes a, a really special person, especially at that age, to be patient enough to sit and, and be with a person who d won't talk back to them. Mm -hmm. and, and so the more that, that we as parents can do to make them relatable and give those other kids something to do with them, to talk to them about, mm -hmm. to, um, you know, send a picture of their dog, to have help the other kids know that they have siblings and what they like to do. Yeah. You know? So that feels 
at the beginning of the school year, even more important to me than making sure the academics are lined up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. That's good. It's so important if your child is going into a school system and you're doing inclusion, that it starts from that first second, like you said. It's so mm-hmm. important. Otherwise, you set up a scenario where they are a visitor in a space. Yeah. And if we're going to do inclusion, then they need full access like everybody else and the exact same opportunities as everybody else. And it has to start day one for our kids, but I think more so for the community, the school community. Yes. It's just imperative. And if you're not doing inclusion and your child is in going to be in a um, classroom where there's more support, that's fine too. Parents just know that that is fine too. We live in a world where inclusion is not the norm and therefore mm-hmm. it's not going to work for a lot of people until until it is. Um. August Riker. I'll start with August. He's going into third grade also. I wish he and Ace could be in the same class. Wouldn't that be fun? And we are at a school where we have great relationships with the staff and the principal. And um, at the end of the school year, he met his teacher and spent some time in his class. I shared about this in our last, in episode 209, but we wrote it. It's written into Augie's IEP as a modification and support that he will as best as the school can, because there is issues with staffing. Schools can't guarantee that any one staff member will be there at the start of the school year because no one can guarantee that. But as best as they can, to the best of their knowledge, that August will have an opportunity to meet his upcoming teacher and spend time in that classroom. And so what they did this year is his second grade teacher did like a whole swap with a bunch of kids. They're like, this is not just good for August. This is good for every student going into the next grade to have some kind of a touch point with who their teacher might be the following year. And so, um, which is also a beautiful thing about inclusion is it's for Mm -hmm. everybody guys. So that happened. So we know his teacher, um, August is excited. It's a male teacher. This will, well, he had a male teacher in TK. Um, so this will be a second male teacher. He's like the only three of them on campus. That's another episode. It's so interesting how education is that way. And it's good. It's going to be great. So we've been continuing throughout the summer talking about him. And this airs on Tuesday. Augie's first day of school will be tomorrow. Um, and the biggest thing, and then says so August, Macy's going into high school. God bless, ninth grade. Um, and she's going to be at a charter school, a public charter school in our community. That's seventh, starts in seventh grade, goes through 12th grade. 250 kids, an itty bitty school. That is very Montessori leaning in the way that they do education. Macy will be the second kid in 30 years who has Down syndrome or 20 years who has Down syndrome that will go there. There's a a resource teacher. They have students with IEPs, but they don't have any separate special education classrooms or programming. And so she will be in all the classes. Um, She will start next week when after this airs. So to prepare for both of them, they're meeting. With August, because we feel so connected to his school, there doesn't need to be any more meetings between now and the beginning of the school year. Um, but going into the first day, very clear, clearly communicating, these are the thing, the modifications and accommodations that need to be in place for August to have success and understanding that it can take some time to implement those, but that there is some urgency. Um, so clear communication this is what is expected. Here's some urgency. This needs to happen as quickly as possible. How can we support that? 
making sure that's done clearly. With Macy, we're going to request a meeting with the principal, with an admin, which you can do this, parents. You can't request a meeting with teacher prior to school because contractually they don't start until the school year starts, but administrators are working throughout the year. So I think it's very much within reason and could be helpful to request a meeting with the administrator before the school year starts just to make sure that there's a clear understanding. This is what needs to happen, and this is the plan to make it happen. Because those first few weeks, friends, legally, you have 30 days after the school year starts to hold that meeting and say, and you should, I recommend this, everybody, first day of school, request an IEP meeting, um, which they have then 30 days to have that meeting. And in those 30 days, so much can happen. And you can't wait 30 days to implement the IEP. It has to be done day one. So it's like that catch 22, you know, but that's that's part of our toolkit, and I recommend to everybody. Day one, request an IEP. But prior to that, meet with your ad, your administrator and just talk through what the plan is for the year, especially if your student's going to a new school that they've never been to before. Um, the admin holds so much power to the success of our kids in an inclusive setting. It's that leadership mentality. So with Mason August, yeah, it's going to be – this year is going to be interesting with Mason. Everyone just stay tuned. It's, I'm feeling overwhelmed by the opportunity to create something. I don't have, um, my creative box, my creative juices are, have been on low for all year. So I just feel exhausted already about it, (laughs) like creating a program. I just want everyone else to do it, but that's not how it's going to be either. So I will fill my cup up somehow, friends. We can be praying for that. I'm on empty. Um, so that's, that's what's happening with the Avis kids. It's going to be a great year, you guys. Best year yet. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm so excited to see. I just holding my breath for those Macy videos. Mil- like, is she going to milk these these goats? She's going to be and, milking or goats. Or at least feed them. She's going to milk goats. <laughs> There's, I mean, all kinds of things are going to be happening at this right. school. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. There really is so much opportunity for her to have an incredible experience. We just got to get those pieces in place. I have, um, I'll say this, yep. this summer, we our personal OT, we have a private OT who comes to the house. Um, we've been talking with that agency and they have met with the admin and they're actually going to do a one free training for the whole staff on best way to do inclusive practices. And mm-hmm. we're so because there's some flexibility and creativity with this program, it's just like, what do we, why don't we try this? Here's this resource, bring this person in. So I think for parents to ask the admin, to ask the teachers, to bring an outside person in, ask, you know, there, and maybe that outside person will come do a free trial, you know, or like a free one free something. And, um, and maybe they they won't, and there's a budget for it, but that's bringing in outside people who you already trust and who you are aligned with when it comes to inclusion can be really helpful too. So let's talk about um, a couple more things before we wrap up. What two things, are there any routines that you do differently, like bedtime routine, a bedtime routine or a morning routine that has just saved you. You're like, this is so helpful when school starts. 
Go. For us, we have, I think it's so important or it has been really important for us to just work our way out of summertime, like summertime habits earlier. Um, So a week before school starts, we start make any, any bad summer habits we've developed of staying out late, (laughs) not following the bedtime routine of sleeping late, you know, all of those things that kind of creep in, which is nice. It's so nice in the summer to, to stay out late playing and to Mm -hmm. not bathe and <laughs> let let the pool bathe you. <laughs> it is the best. I, I'm about summer I all love year. That so much. <laughs> Smell like off cans of off all day, every day. Um. So yeah, I I find especially with Ace that he his body needs to get back regulated to to the school routine. So starting to get up at the right time every day really makes a difference mm-hmm. for him. Mm. Um, kind of the same thing, Micah, getting back into a good bedtime routine, morning time, Andy and I have been waking up, um, even in the summertime before the kids, which is revolutionary for myself, not for him, not for the rest of the world, but for me, (laughs) revolutionary, um, (laughs) That's been huge. And then having, particularly for Sunflower and Rhodes, a list um, of what that day for them looks like. And for most of the time, especially once we start our schedule, it's going to look the same so I can like just make copies. But um, they do better with an independent list. And for Sunflower, having her homework or happy sheets printed out ahead of time and just given to her works really well. So just having all of her expectant worksheets or reading just laid out for her to pick up on her own is a huge thing. So um, I think for me, it's just being on top of my prep and um, having that laid out for her. So when she wakes up in the morning, she sees that and She's actually extremely independent. So when, as I make, I, if I can make things at her leisure and independent as possible, she'll do them mm-hmm. and she'll do them well. Um, so that's going to be part of our rhythm is the list of, we call them agreements for the day and then go. So I got to be on my game, guys. It's me waking up early, oh, yeah. having it, it on the table. You got it. <laughs> I love it. We do, my kids do a list in the morning. Macy has a sheet that is like the top six things she needs to do to get ready for her day. This is during the school year and it's like a Velcro. She can check it off and move it to the other column. And we'll start that a week ahead. Like you're going to be doing Mm -hmm. your chart in the morning, not necessarily at seven in the morning, but when you wake up, start your chart. And then my, one of my favorite organizational back to school things that we've done that has stuck, which is like the only one because I, it's just not how I roll. I wish I was friends. I wish I was more organized and type a, I feel like my kids do so well, um, is, is bins Monday through Friday bins under their bed, just from the dollar store to put their outfits in. And on Sunday Mm. night, 
they lay out their whole week worth of outfits and we look at the weather together and it's like underwear, socks, and they choose their outfits. When they wake up in the morning throughout the whole week, they're ready to go. Um, And all all three of my kids do that. And it's been a game changer because when it comes time to do the check sheet, the outfits like that's get dressed outfit is there. They're labeled Monday through Friday and it's great. So we will start that. That's amazing. We actually probably won't start that ahead of time. That will probably just be the day like before school starts, the night before school starts. Maybe that's Sunday if school starts on Wednesday. Um, that's my tip, my tip and trick. Wow. Yes. You just blew my mind. It's been this a game changer. This is how I'm going to teach Ace how to pick his own clothes out because I feel like it's too hard. He can't reach all the drawers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm always like, <laughs> okay. you know, and like I, I, it's hard for me to figure out how to help him pick his stuff, but mm-hmm. we could do that. You can do that. That's good. Yeah. And even like, okay, depending on where your kid's at with it, like even the independence of here's five um, underwear or if your kid's in pull-ups, here's five of those. And then they put, they organize it, right? Like they put one in each bin. Yeah. So one in each bin, here's five pairs of socks, one in each bin. Um, even if they're not like. And then he needs to read. Picking the outfits out. Yeah. Yeah. Then you yeah. read the days he's reading of the week. Monday. He's reading Tuesday. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling so accomplished Look in life you. right now. You're an amazing mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's your shirt say. I, I am a good I'm, I'm a, a really good mom. mom. I'm a really I'm good a mom. Really good I'm mom. a really good mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too good. Okay. Last thing, um, because I think we could talk about this a lot. There, well, there's so much to touch here, touch on here, but thinking of parents with littles who are going to school for the first time, this is taking us back mm. a little bit. Like their kid is going into TK or preschool, even starting at three years old or, or kindergarten and they have down syndrome. What's something that you would recommend them go in? Let's even say like their mindset going into this school year or starting off their child's school journey. What's that mindset that you would recommend that they have that you had, or you look back and think this is how I would have adjusted knowing what I know now. Hmm. I, I feel like for me, um, I don't know. I guess it's continues to be this way. Stay positive, alert and involved. That's great. Um, just like positive in the sense of also trusting. So positive and trusting and then alert like um being staying aware even though it is exhausting you want to drop off and go um just by staying alert maybe you're not letting things that actually you wouldn't agree with be prolonged you know so just like staying positive and trusting but also alert which i would say just in general in parenting mm-hmm. <laughs> positive trusting but alert you know oh i wrote it down i tried to make a hi Pay, pay, positive, and alert, and involved. Pay. Yes, pay. 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 <laughs> I wanted to say a cool line, but I had nothing. Okay, so, you I know, know. we both. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. How about you, Micah? Oh, uh, I think like I, I there's something there of being able to hold both things at the same time of like an open hand of of letting things happen and seeing how it goes while also knowing where you want it to go, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this, 
there's like that simultaneous, it's so hard because you need to have your research done. You need to know what you want in terms of where, like, you know, you're going into this, especially if your kid's starting kindergarten where you're, you've got your IEP in place, but you also know what you want to see and you also have your hopes for what's going to be happening this year. And so you've got to have your glasses on to be paying attention. And just like Heather was saying, like you're, you know, you're, you're making that, that, that meeting happen right away. You're getting to know the people, you're paying close attention, you're asking for communication. And then at the same time, you can't be like squeezing everything. You got to release so that every, like it can breathe and you can step back and, and let your kid learn and see what's going to happen in front of you. So there's like that, there's the bit that you can do and there's the part where you have to release and it's like a dance and it's, it's the, it's so hard to not be, to not like be the helicopter mama. And also you, you know, you don't want to be uninvolved and, and so just learning the wisdom of holding both at the same time, knowing when to step in and um and some of that is just you're going to fumble and that's going to be okay mm-hmm. but um you know paying attention and stepping in when you need to it's good it's such a dance and i think within that dance and figuring out that rhythm trusting your gut i would add to that like that mm-hmm. trust that mama or that parent gut that caretaker mm-hmm. gut of something does seem off here and then ask the question and you might be like shoot that was too hovery and then you learn to pull back but Trusting your gut, I would add to that. I would say just in terms of like mindset and mentality going into the education system with our kids with Down syndrome and intellectual disabilities is our child's disability and intellectual disability doesn't equal lacking. Our kids aren't lacking because they have an intellectual disability. And you go into an environment where they are now entering into what, 12, 13, 14, 15 16, maybe in like 20 years almost of, or 19 years of a system that in which they are going to come up short almost always when it comes to what their, their neurotypical peers are doing, but their down syndrome and their intellectual disability isn't what's lacking. It doesn't equal lacking in them. Um, it's just different. And that's a constant tug, you know, that constant tug of they should be, they should be doing, they need to be doing. And that's just not true. Your kid is going to be who your kid is. And exactly as they are, they're fine. They're great. And they're going to learn the way that they're going to learn. And it's not them that's lacking. It's the system that's lacking. And so Mm. having to make that differentiation has been a journey for me. And your child being in a space, your child with a disability, whether it's inclusion or, or you're doing a separate program at your school, um, no one's doing you any favor. It's their right. So you step into that space. This My kid has a right to be here. They're fully human and they they deserve to exist in this space as they are, not if they can do. So Mason's going to step into this school. She deserves to exist here as a person with Down syndrome who is not yet doing a handful of things that her peers are doing, period. That's it. Mm-hmm. So your kid going mm-hmm. into preschool, that's they deserve to be there. That's where they – and so you don't need to be – of course, be polite and thanking people. I do that with my kid without Down syndrome, right? Like, thank you so much for working so hard for our kids, educators. Forever, we will thank you from the bottom of our hearts. But we don't need to be saying thank you to anybody that they're allowing our child to be in a place. No one's doing us a favor. It's our kids' right. So kind of having that, like, mindset as you move forward. 
is what I would suggest is my advice. That's it. There we go. Okay. We did it. it. We did it. Everybody's prepared. Let's go. Go to Ashley Barlow. Um, (laughs) We will actually, Ashley Barlow has a back to school, like a free downloadable back to school checklist that will be very helpful to everybody. And we are going to head out. We're going to take a break and be right back. Let's just read a little bit of good news from a friend. How does that sound? Yes. Um, So Bayless Bonus 21 says, last night we took out my my daughter Bailey's G-tube. She had a tube um, since birth, but we haven't used it since last May. And we finally got the okay to take it out. I'm super grateful for our amazing L nutritionalist and SLP that helped us get to this huge milestone at three and a half. (gasps) That's huge. I never experienced the G tube journey, but I had friends that did. And that was, is a huge thing. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. That is some good news, Bailey. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, everybody, it's time to wrap this thing up. So we want to remind you that you can head over to the luckyfew.co and use the code podcast and get 10% off your narrative shifting gear. And you should absolutely do that. So go do that now. That will help you go back to school because buying new stuff always makes me feel better when I have to do hard things. So go buy new stuff. First day of school outfits. <laughs> exactly. Buying like stuff. I love that. <laughs> Thanks, Josh Davis, for editing this episode, and Ashley Frackalussi for producing it. And friends, if you like this episode, share it with family and friends, and te- and educators, and teachers, and principals, and all the people. Don't forget to subscribe, friends. What else? Oh yes, check out theluckyfewpodcast.com for show notes and all the things that we discussed today. And be sure you're following us on social media. We're at the lucky few pod and listener, just a reminder, you're slaying it. We love you. We are cheering you on and we can't, yeah, can't wait yeah. to be together next time. <laughs> love you guys. We can't. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>